darlings, hello. I'm Jacqueline Pierce, and I'm making a podcast for the Dirty Who's, and I do hope you enjoy it. Dirty Who's. Cross-Atlantic nitpicking about Doctor Who. From four grown adults who should probably know better. From four grown adults who should probably be working. We're here at Dimensions with the beautiful and charming Beth Chalmers. Well, thanks very much. On <laughs> many levels. <laughs> Star of many Big Finish audios. As many as that as I could possibly do, yes. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Because you really have played a huge number yeah. of characters now, haven't you? Yeah, well, I started off just doing lots of little characters and slowly ingratiating myself with Ken and David. And then rain came up and they went, you know, I'd proved myself by then, I think. So they went, <laughs> yeah, go on then. So rain was um, the Sixth Doctor's companion, wasn't she? Seventh. Seventh. Let's go See, to... I'm terrible. This is the profs department, is the audio. <laughs> whenever I try to listen to them at the gym, I have a tendency to fall off the exercise bike because I'm paying too much attention to the audio and not what I'm doing. <laughs> That's what we aim for. If we can cause injury, then we've done our job. So, of the Rain Adventures, which one did you have the most fun doing? Right, okay, now we're kind of thinking of names of things here. I do remember the one. There was a brilliant one when we climbed aboard these sky larky things. This is the thing I should know the names of them. Flying invisible walls and sky as like flying things. And it was that one. Who are we with? Yeah, they all blend, I have to say. After a while, they do, they do blend. I have to say unit, no, Dominion. The unit of Dominion mm-hmm. one. Because we had, I had not worked with Tracy Childs before. Mm. And she was brilliant. Um, and Alex McQueen. Yes. Alex McQueen, who I've known for years. I knew him at university. Well, yeah. yeah, I knew him from National Youth Theatre and then university as well. Hello. Hello, Mr. McQueen. Well, I'm sorry, I meant to answer an interview. That's right. Adding colour and depth. <laughs> yeah, so I was at university with Alex McQueen and Footlights with Alex. So it was brilliant to work with him. And then, you know, playing the part he did as brilliantly as he does. <laughs> it was just a treat. Maybe, maybe unit demeanor, I suppose. So I know you're not allowed to actually tell us anything about what's going on next year for mm-hmm. the 50th anniversary, but everybody else has been sort of like bouncing up and down and squeeing. So do you have an unnamed bouncy squee thing coming out next year as part of the 50th? I have. Absolutely no idea. <laughs> to be honest, I've done some things. I don't know when they're coming out, but no, genuinely, I'm not hiding anything from you. Um, David, uh, you know, tells me things on a need-to-know basis because I'm not very discreet and I say things I shouldn't say, so they don't let me know things. They just have a loose cannon. Think, Best you don't know, Beth. That's how, that's how it works. <laughs> if you could be a cake. Or biscuit. Okay. What cake or biscuit would you be? Right, it would definitely be a cake. I'm a big cake person. I'm thinking... Oh, you see? And now I'm just going to think of my favourite cake rather than a... a might be a Chelsea bun. I'm afraid. <laughs> it might have to be a Chelsea bun. <laughs> or a macaroon. And I'm sure, I'm sure I should be saying, oh, because I come from Chelsea and I enjoy currants. But no, it's no, it's just... Or a kind of blind date answer. Coconut or almond macaroon, though? Oh, almond, almond, almond macaroon, yeah. yeah. A massive one from Patisserie Valerie. <laughs> They're twice the size of any other macaroon. This is definitely a lady and, yeah. who knows her cakes. Oh, yeah. This is what we like. The album macaroon, yeah. Favourite tipple? Well, I'd like to say I'm not that fussy with my, uh, with my tipples. <laughs> yes, um, I had a couple of brandies last night with Sylvester, and I do like a brandy. It looks like I'm pretending to myself it's medicinal <laughs> and, uh, and it's sophisticated. Rather than just chugging back Bacardi breezes. Oh, just a brandy for me. <laughs> if you could meet mm-hmm. any historical character... Who and why 
quite obsessed with the Restoration era. So, not necessarily Samuel Pepys, but someone around that thing. I wrote a, a Radio 4 sitcom about Samuel Pepys's sister. So possibly her, so I can see how badly I misrepresented her. And, uh, <laughs> and she's barely, no, she's barely talked of in his diary. Ooh. So he actually did live with his sister in the 1660s and wrote these diaries and he mentions his maid and he mentions his maid's brother, barely mentions his sister, who really? lived with him. When she was, so when she was single, up to the age of 29, I think, in 1660, must be feeling pretty on, on the shelf. So we wrote a thing which was basically Bridget Jones in the 17th century. Mm. It was based on his sister. So, yeah, so this her. is it, because okay, I know about the maid and... and the yeah. cheese, but I didn't realise he had a sister. Exactly. She's called Paul, but, well, Paulina or Pauline, but Paul. What are you working on at the moment? In a big Finnish sense. Oh, anything. Anything at all. Uh, writing lots, lots of comedy. I've got a sitcom that I'm writing with ITV and just finished writing one, which is on Comedy Central. And, yeah, quite a few comedy writing things and a few cartoons. Oh, feel free I do. to plug away. Well, I do a cartoon called Groove High, which starts on the Disney Channel on Saturday, uh, yesterday. So, in fact, I, I only really plug this to people between the ages of seven and... 14 or whatever so it's very much that but yeah I only do Mike Mental the Night yeah. oh there we go <laughs> the perfect noise but yeah I do other cartoons like Mike the Night and Jelly Jams but they're for kind of little kids so people with kids they're brilliant so uh, yeah lots of that cool. keeps me busy I feel like I fell down slightly on the cake question. I, I, uh, well, you are allowed I'm to have another go at it. Well, the wonders of editing, <laughs> as you know. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have to commit just to the almond macaroon, really, but with no witty kind of, you know, that, that blind date answer. Well, because I, you know, I have curves in or something and a nut on the top. No, none of that. Just, I have nothing for you, except that's what I like. Which is the best answer you can get. Be truthful. My name is Beth Chalmers, and you're listening to Dirty Hoers, you lucky thing. We're here at Dimensions with the beautiful and legendary Jacqueline Pierce, uh, who's very kindly agreed to talk to us. So, Miss Pierce, I mean, you are an absolute icon to like, a huge generation of people, particularly those of us who were sort of young in the 70s and 80s and grew up watching you, some of Blake Seven, Doctor Who. But you've had the most amazing career. Well, Why you, do you you've say done, that? You've done all sorts. You've done so much stuff. I mean, because you're in the, the Hammer films. And, yes. I mean, can you just talk to us a little bit about those? The Hammer films? Yes. I absolutely adored them. They were among the first films I did, actually. I was about 21 at the time, if that. At Bray Studios and wonderful, wonderful canteen. I put on so much weight. The director had to take me aside one day and ask me to stop eating. (laughs) But I loved making those films, particularly Zombies. That was my favourite. Obviously, most of people of our age remember you from Serverland and Blake Seven. And it's such a great cast of actors in that and some amazing stories as well. Yeah. Was it as fun to do as it looked? It was for a while. We went off the boil by Series 4. I don't think the writers knew what to do anymore. And yet, you know, I'm doing these now. And the writers have such imagination and take it into so many areas that the television series could have done but didn't. Mm. So I'm much happier doing these now. I did one last week for Big Finish. One of the best scripts I've ever worked on. So there you go. The, the interesting thing is that we quite often interview Big Finish artists and they all seem to have such a wonderful time and to really enjoy coming back to characters that they wouldn't necessarily yes. have thought that they would come back to. I know. I was doing one with Jan Chappell and she suddenly popped her head around my recording booth and she said, did you ever think we'd still be doing Blake Seven when we were OAPs? And of course we didn't. But it's wonderful to still have that. I had no idea that science fiction was such a big thing mm. and it continues for generations. 
generations. Yeah, there you go. Mm. And that's the interesting thing as well, because you are starting to see the generations yes. coming in. Obviously, because you've got fans who are sort of our age who saw it the first time round, right. who now have children of their exactly. own who are watching it with them and are coming along to things like I this. Amazing. So you mentioned the lunches at Hammer and the lunches at Big Finish are legendary. They are legendary. Which one's the best? I have to say Big Finish because Toby, who makes them, does it so beautifully and with such love. And he's an amazing human being and I adore him. <laughs> and they're healthy. I mean, at Bray we had lots of treacle puddings with syrup. Oh, yes. <laughs> But nowadays, of course, it's much more healthy. It's probably just as well. <laughs> which leads in quite nicely, actually. If you could be a biscuit or cake, which biscuit or cake would you be? If I was a cake, I'd be devil's food cake. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful answer. <laughs> Thank you. Favourite tip? Champagne. Any particular sort? Do you know I like mum? Mum champagne. But, you know, anything that says champagne on the bottle, I'm <laughs> And if you could meet any historical character, who and why? Immediately comes to mind is Elizabeth I, because I think she was an amazing woman, extraordinary woman. Mm. And what she did for the country and got it back on its feet, and an amazing woman. I'd like to meet her. Yes, I can actually see you in one of those big frocks as well. Oh, so can I. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be fantastic, wouldn't it? Oh, it would be such fun. What do dirty whores do? Don't answer that. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably, probably best not it's to answer not that. To, yeah. okay. um, <laughs> so we're here at Dimensions with the lovely Chase Masterson. Hi. Who has now joined the Big Finish Doctor Who family. Yes. And its plans for world domination. Next stop, world domination, yes, <laughs> I'd say. It's a, it's a lot of fun. I love the team at Big Finish. They're just a great group of people and so talented. I love the idea of doing audio adventures. And, you know, the, uh, audio adventures to me make a lot of sense because in this world we live in, our minds and hearts are occupied constantly by watching things. But in the moments that you can't, when you're either on the train or in the car or whatever it is that you have some time to listen, it's so much fun to just engross yourself in another wonderful story with characters you already love and the first character that I played was in, well, the first one that we recorded was in Night of the Storm Crow and that's a Fourth Doctor series with... We have to get a photo now taken. Yes, Sylvester, we must get a photo <laughs> taken. No, 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 it's, it's all of us. Oh, I'll be right back. I'll be back. Okay. We'll see you soon. So yes, boys and girls, that was a, a photo shoot. A dirty little hooer photo shoot, I might add. I got to sit on Sylvester's lap, as you'll see in the pictures, which I'm sure will be out on the World Wide Web. Anyway, Sylvester's such a, he's such a hoot. We had so much fun. But I digress. The first episode that I got to do, Night of the Storm Crow, with Tom and Louise, is what gave way to my doing the work with Sylvester in The Shadow Heart, which was written by Jonathan Morris and is a fabulous script. So much fun. It's really a romp. It's a fun drama. It's got a lot of twists and turns, but it's also extremely funny in that ever-so-British way. Well, um, Johnny's like that, actually. He's, he's written quite a few Doctor Who ones that have got this very sort of perverse British sense of humour oh, to them. Really fun and edgy and, and silly and smart, as really only the Brits can write. I just love Johnny's work, and what can I say? I mean, it was a hoot. Just a, just a blast. I think I've said that in every possible way. It really is. <laughs> so that then gave way to Vienna, which I had let them know that I was going to be here doing Star Trek London through Showmasters, and 
uh, they said, hey, let's get this together really quickly. So they had Johnny write a script within a month, and they turned it around fast. They usually do six months lead time. Instead, this time they did one month lead Ooh. time to get all of Vienna together, including all of it casting, etc. So Jonathan wrote the script for the Vienna pilot, and Ken Bentley directed. Ken had also directed The Shadow Heart. And yeah, Vienna's got her own show. Vienna is a, she's a bounty hunter. She's described as impossibly glamorous, and she is a mercenary. She generally has no problem doing what she's hired to do, but she usually ends up landing on the side of good. And uh, she's got quite a wit about her. <laughs> uh, the thing about Vienna Salvatore is no one who hears her name is allowed to live. Ah, oh, so, oh, does that mean you're going to have to kill us now? Well, uh, yeah. I, I should, should I have warned you about that? I should yeah. have warned you about yeah. that. I'm sorry, but it was worth it, I'm sure. <laughs> Just listen to that name, Vienna Salvatore. <laughs> Come on, isn't that worth it? Okay. All right, never mind. Um, step outside. Bye. <laughs> okay, fine. Um, anyway, yeah, so there you go. You obviously made quite an impression then, didn't you, when you, when you did your one with Tom and Louise? I guess so. I mean, we had a blast, and uh, this character that I played with Tom and Louise, I can see why they would think okay, she played Peggy, now let's have her do Vienna, because Peggy is also rather brash. Peggy is not a good girl, though. She's not a good person. Peggy's very selfish and very... She's hard as nails. There's a part of Vienna that's that hard, but there's also this part of Vienna that has this heart of gold. Mm-hmm. You really love Vienna. You, you can't help but love her. You also <laughs> sometimes love to hate her, because in the shadow heart, Vienna is the doctor's nemesis. Mm-hmm. But she sometimes circles back around and works with him. It's, it's fun, and it's wonderfully hard to keep up with, but you do, and then it pays off. Always good when that happens. Yes. Because it's it's nice to see, because sometimes you get characters who change purely to serve the fact that the author's got no other way of getting themselves out of the hole that they put themselves in. But it's nice when the character changes, and there's a reason for the change, and it follows through, and you get to see what that is. Yeah, exactly. I, I wouldn't say it's hard to keep up with. Scratch that. It's <laughs> it's just a romp. It is. It's it, There's a lot of payoff in it. So <laughs> Lovely. Now, that's the serious bit. Mm-hmm. Now we like to do the frivolous bit. Of course, that was all serious. <laughs> I hope you know. If you could be a cake or biscuit, oh, which cake or biscuit would you be? Oh, wow, yeah? Cake or biscuit? You can both if you like. Okay, well, first let me say the Brits have amazing food. You do. I, you really do. I mean, I, I don't know where this reputation comes worldwide from British food not being amazing because it's wonderful. Like the bread, the cheese, the butter, the biscuits. I've grown rather fond of Thornton. On here, Thornton is a classic British brand, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yes. Uh, there's a little Thornton shop in Covent Garden that gets a lot of business from me, unfortunately. <laughs> I, I would say Thornton marzipan. Ah, I was going to say, have you tried the Alpinis? Because they're very good. No, it's um, sort of like an almond and hazelnut praline, and it looks Serious. like a little dusted log. Yeah, like a little dusted Yule log. Oh my god, they are fabulous. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, bye. That's chocolate. Well, see, I'm going to go get them yeah. right now. Is there one in Newcastle? There is. Yes, Seriously? there's quite a few. Yes. All right. What do I have to do? <laughs> Where do I go? I'm sure if you bat your eyelashes at somebody, they will take you there. Okay. <laughs> well, I have a new mission. Yeah, boy. No, I've had a good time eating here. Don't tell the people back home. <laughs> Don't let word get out, okay? Favorite tipple. Tipple? Tipple. Drinkies. Excuse me. Oh, tip, tipple. Tipple. Is that tip. what you call it? A tipple? Tipple. Yes. I, I was going to say, I was going to get all embarrassed. <laughs> 
I don't really like to discuss these things in public. <laughs> uh, favorite tipoon? You know, I'm a coffee-holic. I, I drink a lot of coffee. It's my one remaining vice. I do not drink alcohol at all, so I, I can't say I, I'll be found at 5 o'clock in the morning at conventions anymore. you got pretty decent Americanos in this country, too. We're very lucky in Newcastle as well, is there are some fantastic independent coffee houses. Yeah? Really good ones. Yeah, that's one vice I do generally allow myself. So, Will it? And you? What's your tip on? Well, I'm, I'm very fond of tea, being tea. terribly British, but I do also have a soft spot for coffee. Yeah? And there's a local company called Pumphreys who do both. Pumphreys? Yes. Pumphreys. Say it again. Pumphreys. Pumphreys. <laughs> Pumphreys. And what is your colleague's favourite tip on? Oh, the profs. Go on then, prof. It's difficult to say. Difficult to say. Quite like Where are you from? Not too far from here, actually. Just tell. from Sunderland. Sunderland? Sunderland. Sunderland. Yes. Okay. <laughs> So I, I don't know. I quite like anything with a bit of booze in it. <laughs> a bit of booze. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Have a bit of booze, I'm sure. We should get you to give our co-podcaster Terry some lessons, actually, because she's from California, and every now and again she has this urge to try doing an English accent, and it's usually sort of, I would say, probably the Californian equivalent of Dick Van Dyke doing a Cockney accent. Ah. And it's, it's wow. quite spectacular, actually. He wasn't bad. <laughs> Mary Poppins. Seriously, I saw him live in Malibu recently. My sister and I went out there, and, and we decided that we. We would do whatever we had to do for the rest of our lives to be near Dick Van Dyke. I'm thinking of just moving to Malibu and living on the beach. In case he passes by, I might see him. Don't tell anyone. No, our lips are sealed. It's all right, nobody listens to this, so you're okay, fine. Okay. Okay. never going to go anywhere. Yeah. If there's anyone from history that you could meet, who would it be and why? I would say Jesus. He's very popular. That's about the third yeah. or fourth time now. I would say. Because he was a lot different than I think the churches make him out to be. And I think a lot different than a lot of his followers or so-called followers. I think he he just did some amazing, loving, wonderful, deep, rich, brave, risky things. Not like a like wholly untouchable guy, but a guy that really got his hands dirty and loved people. And it wasn't easy. And that's the thing about life is you've got to love people when it isn't easy. And that's why he said, love each other as I've loved you. So I think that's our lesson. I admire that dude. So I try to meet him a little every day. Other than that, Martin Luther King, I think, definitely a man of incredible, great bravery and wisdom. Jeez Louise. And probably, well, probably Doctor Who. <laughs> Which one? Well, you've already met him. That's true. That's true. That's you've true. been sitting on his knee. I have been. <laughs> Poor thing. He's still crumpled in a heap in there. Yeah, that, those would be my big three. Hi, I'm Chase Masterson. <laughs> oh, God. You're listening to the Dirty Hooers. Now I'm blushing. You've been listening to... For Dirty Hooers Doctor Who podcast. Follow us on iTunes or at dirtywhoers.com. Find us on Twitter at Dirty Hooers. Oh, yeah, we're also on Facebook. See you next time. Hi, I'm Chase Masterson, and you're listening to The Dirty Hooers. <laughs> Thank you very Ew, much. Ew, that sounded dirty. <laughs> Ew, that sounded so dirty. <laughs>